0: Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs.
1: Learn more at DCAvirtual.com. Nikki Nash is a Hay House author, marketing mentor, and founder of Market Your Genius, a training and development brand. On a mission to equip entrepreneurs to profit from their message. Nikki uses her extensive marketing, business, and personal development background to help be- people build strong personal and professional relationships, position them as the go to expert in their industry, multiply their sales, and grow their businesses through strategic storytelling. Nikki, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So we had a delightful uh, pre-recording conversation and uh, you shared with me that you have a podcast yourself called Market Your Genius. Can you tell me just a little bit about that?
0: Yep, so I have a show, which you just mentioned is called Market Your Genius. And it was honestly born out of this desire to nurture and support my uh, audience before they ever decided to buy from me, if they decided to buy from me all that jazz, but just to be of service. And I started it as a solo show and it has evolved over time. And so I do uh, solo episodes as well as interviews, all about how can you grow and monetize your personal brand. So it's a a lot of fun to produce the show and and to do both solo and interview episodes.
1: Perfect. And then also drawing on our pre-podcast, you told me some really cool things. Uh, (laughs) You you said marketing is a lot like dating. Can you tell me what that means? Yes. So this all started because I would teach
0: marketing classes part-time. It was my side hustle before I knew side hustling was a thing. <laughs> and um and I would teach marketing and a lot of people today call it marketing funnels. I have a challenge with that because most people think marketing funnels means a sequence of emails, which it's really just how do you take someone from stranger to customer? And what's that customer journey look like and how can you do that strategically? And as I was teaching this people would say, okay, like, I need an analogy, or can you give me an example? And I found myself going, you know what it's just like, it's just like my date in life. (laughs) And and I realized that there were about like five or so key elements uh, or areas of going from, hey, I just saw this stranger to, oh, we're giving this a go and seeing if being together is a good idea. And those same stages are exactly what people would go to or go through when they're trying to acquire a dream customer or client for their business.
1: So is that what you mean when you said that you support experimentation?
0: It, you know, it it is and it isn't. So the dating is, I would consider that the marketing plan. And so it's kind of like, hey, how do you go from Oh my goodness, I'm a stranger. How do you get in front of your audience? How do you get them on your list or in your community and so forth and so forth? Like, how do you build up that relationship and then how do you get them to buy? So, that would be the dating. It's kind of like a marketing plan. But the thing for most people is you can come up with a plan and go, This is brilliant. It's amazing. But you don't actually know if it's going to work until you test it. And so, I tell people, you have to, I guess, you date and then you also have to be a mad scientist and you have to test. (laughs) The plan that you came up with over and over and over and over again, making little tweaks along the way until you have something that you know, like, oh my goodness, this works. I know it works for my business because I've done it a bunch of times. And it's not like you came up with 15 different plans. You had the one plan and you tested the plan and you validated the plan. And so I really believe that when you're going out to grow your business, you have to be a little bit like a mad scientist.
1: And so if you were um, working with a client, And can you give me an example of that approach? You know what, and you can streamline it. You don't have to give me all, you know, 19 things in the marketing plan, but just focus on one or two, how you might do that approach.
0: Yeah. So the first thing that I always have people do is really think about where they're trying to go. Like what's your goal. And I use this example, like it's similar to GPS. When you're (laughs) driving somewhere, you have to put in your final destination. You don't just say, hey, GPS, I'm going to drive around a bunch and hope that I get somewhere cool. Thanks for driving me there. Like, No, you would just drive aimlessly if you wanted to do that. (laughs) So I always have people start with, where the heck are we going? Like, what are we plugging into the GPS? And once they're clear on that, then it's like, okay, well, let's build out the plan to get there. And that's where kind of just like dating comes in. And so we really think about where is your audience spending their time? How are you going to capture their attention? How are you going to actually get them to say, like the ones that are right for you, say, hey, I want to keep hearing from you. That would be cool. Let me get on your email list or in your Facebook group or whatever that place is. And then you go, all right, now that I've got you in my community, how do I warm you up so that you're like, heck yeah, I want to work with you. And then how do you convert that person and ideally have them keep buying from you? So when I work with someone, we build out that general plan. But what's cool about it is that for most people, they do what's called a conversion event. And for I call it a conversion event, it's really something like either in digital marketing, a lot of people use webinars, or they use live events, or they use something where they get people together, they kind of in one sitting, Get them really excited about the product and offer them the opportunity to buy. And so, when I say you're going to be a mad scientist, I typically say, okay, if you know that you're going to do a webinar or you're going to do a five day challenge or you're going to do a live event or whatever it is that you're going to do, how can we look at when you're going to do that throughout the year? And ideally, when I'm working with someone off the bat, I say, let's come up with like maybe eight times in the year or six times in the year that we're going to do this webinar, or we're going to do this little event, or we're going to do something so that you can test it over and over and over again and see what's working, what's not working. And so that I call them experiment cycles, but that's, that's how uh, you can implement the mad scientist framework as you do these experiment cycles. And the best thing you can do is put them on your calendar right away so that you can't like back out. I mean, you can technically, I guess, if you really wanted to back out of it, but you've committed. (laughs) And at least when I work with people, I'm like, no, you just committed to me. So this event's happening. Let's see how we can make it happen.
1: (laughs) It's interesting that you say that because I have been working on an event, which isn't totally a conversion event. It's more about sharing and networking. But yes, of course, we want to meet people that, you know, we know, like, and trust that we potentially could do business with either me to business with you or you'd business with me kind of thing. And I've committed to their quarterly, I've committed to four of them. So it's interesting that you say that because I had not really heard about the experimentation cycle. And I I just knew that you can't do something once and evaluate it. That That's kind of what I knew. And so I suspect that I'll tweak my model after doing the first one going, okay, this was amazing and that really wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I love that experimentation cycle. So you said something else interesting to me when we spoke previously you said that you funnels drive me nuts. Can you tell me yeah. about that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I don't hear most marketers saying that. <laughs> you know what it is? And
0: and first I just want to acknowledge you and say like a shout out to you for saying, "Hey, I'm going to commit to doing this event four times because I think so many people go, I did this event, it didn't work the way I wanted it to. I'm not going to do this event ever again. I'm going to do this whole new thing." And I really am excited that you're like, hey, I already know that there's going to be things that I'm going to want to change after this first event. So I'm going to do it four times and then kind of go from there. So shout out to you for that. That's awesome. (laughs) And uh, to answer your question around why the heck I hate the word funnels or it drives me crazy is because, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, so many times when people say, hey, I'm a funnel expert. I'm going to help you build a funnel. There's uh, this perception that funnels are only for digital marketing and that they're only for getting a lead magnet and getting somebody on your list and then emailing them and selling digital products or getting people to book calls. But that's not what a funnel is. And, you know, when you are have a career in marketing, you learn funnels from the standpoint of how do you take someone who is a stranger and they become aware of who you are and how do you bring them down to a customer and so you can do that whether you have a digital business or not and you can do that whether you're actually selling something or not. Really, like if you have a podcast or if you have a blog or something like that, it's the same concept of how do I find somebody who is a complete stranger to me but is in my target audience? Or heck, maybe they 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 know you, <laughs> but they're in your target audience. And how do I bring them down this path logically? That has them go, wow, I'm now listening to your podcast and I've downloaded it every week or I've subscribed. Or wow, I purchased your product and I'm now coming back to you because it was such an amazing experience. I want to buy this other thing. And so I get frustrated with the word funnel because I think its true definition got warped, especially in at least the coaching, consulting, course creation type of community, where I think what it actually means is a little bit distorted. So I get a little frustrated when people are like, oh, can you help me build funnels? I was like, what do you, what is your definition of a funnel <laughs> to know if I could help you with that? You know?
1: Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I agree with you and I, I've got some horror stories, a, a client of mine who is like, yeah, this guy's building me a landing page for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so what CRM is it connected to? And, you know, how are you capturing leads? And he's like, we didn't talk about any of that. I was like, oh, Okay you know, and it was supposed to be for a lead gen, okay? Which they were also using the term funnel. So I don't think that, that I think that's the word funnel and that concept has, you know, been skewed, like you said, and people think of it one way and don't realize that it, everything that goes into your sales process is part of your funnel. I mean, I have people coming into my funnel from multiple different areas and the relationship is different. You know, if they're coming in from a group I'm active in, it's sort of a warm relationship. I may not have to do as many steps to get them to the point where they say, yes, I want to do business with you. So talk to me a little bit about what those steps might look like
0: yeah so when you're kind of building out your game plan or things along those lines the first step that i always have people kind of get clear on is what the heck are you selling in the first place or what's your actual end goal whether you're selling a product or again it could be something like ooh i'm launching this podcast and i don't plan on selling anything for a couple of years i just Think it would be fun, you know, like these are strategies that work, whether you're marketing something that costs zero dollars or something that costs a hundred million dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have to start with what are you selling and then ask yourself, who are you selling it to or who is it for? Because so often people will say, oh, it's for everybody. And it's like, no, like, <laughs> who specifically do you want to listen to your podcast to buy your product? Who would be your dream magical customer avatar, whatever people want to call it today. Um, but who is that person? And so I always tell people from step one, you have to get clear on what you're trying to accomplish. Otherwise, you'll never know if you got there. And so if you are just like, hey, I just go on social media and I just talk. Well, that's great. But are you talking to the same person metaphor, like the same avatar, the same type of person? Are you building up an audience that you actually want to
1: sell a product to later? Or are you just talking for the heck of it? Can you do, I'm going to stop you for just like Avatar. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So Avatar <laughs> is a movie that... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. I love it. It's the movie. a great movie. But what does um, it mean in marketing? <laughs> no, I know. I'm just teasing. I was like, well... <laughs> no, so Avatar, or we uh, often call them customer personas, comes from this concept of when you try to market to everyone or you try to share a message to everyone... It could be, it could really come across as if you're not speaking to anyone. And so it's really a tool, especially if you're a small business or a person of one, you know, a solopreneur. Um, Big companies use it, but I find it to be incredibly helpful for smaller businesses, to be honest, is that when you have one person in your mind, like the one person that you're going to market to, then everything that you say or do can come across crystal clear, and it actually ends up resonating with multiple people or or multiple segments of people. So here's a general example. I remember um, when I launched my podcast, I was listening to a podcast host talk about how they were batching three months of content for maternity leave. And the whole concept of this episode was how do you, you know, prepare for maternity leave. Now, I wasn't preparing for maternity leave, wasn't pregnant, have no kids, but i do know that and and that was her avatar her person was i am creating this content for a mompreneur you know a mom entrepreneur and who's just having her first kid or having her first few kids and wants to be able to continue to build this business as a mom that was who she was talking to and she was very clear her content was like very focused on i'm going to help you as a mom build your business now, while she was speaking to one person and her res- her message resonated with those folks, you had, Here, here's Nikki Nash going, ooh, this content's so good, and I am not even sort of a mom <laughs> with, ki- with uh, kids, but I was an entrepreneur, or I am an entrepreneur, and I'm an entrepreneur who knows that they want to have uh, more freedom and flexibility in their life whether it's for my future children or for just myself right now. And so when you focus on one person and you get clear, your content will be very specific and focused, but it'll also resonate with not just the person that you've created, but others. And so when you build an avatar, the idea is that you distill, uh, you create and make up a character or a person that you're going to market to and that everything you do is going to be focused on them.
1: So if a company has multiple service lines, would that also mean they have multiple avatars?
0: Some do. So when I worked at Intel, big company, you know, Fortune 100 company, they had we had multiple customer profiles or consumer profiles because we had different products for different types of people or different commu- like folks. We had the people who were like building their own computers and then you had like the me's of the world who were like, I just want a computer that can do this. And then you had people like my mom who were buying computers for... Different reasons. And so different people needed different processing power um, essentially for their computers and would care about different features that Intel had that was inside different computers. So big I think big companies especially have multiple customer profiles or or consumer profiles. For me, for example, in my company, we have multiple products, but we're actually targeting the same person, but in different stages of their journey. And so that's another way to look at it is that you may be focusing on the same person, but you know, one person could be an entrepreneur that's just getting started. Another one could be, hey, I've already gotten started, but I'm trying to hit this next milestone. And somebody else could already be, hey, I'm making you know, millions over here and I need help with this other specific thing. So you can have multiple consumer profiles, but for a lot of people, it might just be you have one and you're just looking at them at different stages of their journey.
1: And so how does, it sounds complicated. <laughs> how, how do you get those multiple messages out, whether they're for stages of journey or different po- profiles?
0: Yeah, and, and it's funny. It, it could sound complicated, but it's really, I, I have this saying in, internally at the company called KISS, which for us stands for Keep It Simple, Sister. But uh, growing <laughs> up with my grandmother, who and she would say it's me, stood for Keep It Simple, Stupid. But I've changed it for I like what you've done with it. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But it's really about keeping it simple. And for most people, when you are starting a business or when you have a business that is your solopreneur and you're making, honestly, you can make a a million dollars and have a seven-figure business with one product targeting one person. You know, so I think so often people create multiple messages and multiple avatars and multiple products and they don't need to. And so what I really encourage people to do in order to figure out like who's their person is the easiest way to do it if you're selling something that you've created for to help someone who was where you were is to just go, okay, let me put myself into the shoes of myself when I was at the stage like a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And you just get inside your head and there's this uh, tool called an empathy map. You can Google empathy map and it's just this, Picture really that has you go through an avatar's life essentially. It's like, what are they seeing? What are they feeling? What are they thinking? What are they doing? What's stressing them out? What's exciting them? It just walks you through a sequence of questions that you can answer and you just go, oh, okay, when you answer all this, suddenly you have a person. And it's like, oh, this is my person. They're they're stressed out about this. They're dealing with this. I know that they're right for me when they have this going on in their life or when they're saying these specific words. And so to give you a a really simple example is that if you, I'm going to make this up for kind of fitness industry, maybe you're targeting people who want to lose, you know, those, last five pounds or something, and they've been struggling for it, or I'll I'll make it even more specific. Somebody who just had a baby wants to lose their baby weight. Right. And so maybe all of your messaging is around what, what is that person going through? You know, how are they feeling about their body? What are the things that they're struggling with that they never had to struggle with before? Because, you know, hormones and all this other stuff changed. What is it that they're spouse or partner is saying to them like oh you look beautiful and what are they really feeling every time they hear those words right so you kind of get inside their head and you write all that out so that when you market to that person you're literally just saying the things that are going on in their head that they haven't actually said to you and then they sit around going oh my goodness you get me (laughs) you're a genius. You know what's going on in my head. And all you did was take a minute and like step into their shoes and write it all out and then communicate that back to them. Oh my goodness, this is what you're going through. This is the problem you have. I've got the solution to it. Here's why I'm uh, the perfect person for you uh, to help you with this. And bam, here's what I've got for you and all the benefits of the offer. And so you really can keep it simple and focused and I really encourage people, unless you're, you know, there's a really good reason for having multiple products, to kick it off with one. Get really good at selling that one thing and get really good at marketing it to that one person before you add another person to the plate. It's kind of like, dating, I think about it. You know, I don't know why dating is always my analogy, but there are some people that can date multiple people at the same time and not mix up names and not get confused. And not, then there are people who cannot, I cannot that do that. That would not be me. That would not be me. So I'm like, I'm going to market to one person. I'm not going to try to complicate my life trying to market to <laughs> completely different people because it would stress me out.
1: <laughs> I love that analogy. So that was empathy map. Empathy yes. map. Okay. Empathy I love map. that. I love that. So Okay, before I ask you about your book, you told me you were a natural introvert, and that really surprised me, because <laughs> you don't I, sound uh, like it at all.
0: You know, and I, I am an introvert. I get energy from being by myself. I have a best friend who's an extrovert, and my mom's an extrovert, which is really funny, because during the pandemic, I spent... Uh, A lot of times speaking to both of them and my best friend was struggling because she's like, I want to be around the people. And my mom, I went and hung out with them and, and she was in a house of introverts. I didn't realize it, but my dad, my sister and I are introverts and we could go be by ourselves forever. And my mom's like, who wants to hang out with me? Who wants to play with me? <laughs> and I'm like, nobody, nobody does. Cause we're all introverts. <laughs> so I, I am bubbly and I'm probably, if there's a spectrum, I'm an introvert. I don't even want to say it cause I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like an introverted extrovert or something like that, where I'm, I have extrovert tendencies, but at my core, I am, I am all introvert. I love being by myself I love, I get energy from it. When I'm around a lot of people, it's draining. I've literally gone to conferences, like those big conferences, and I've had to walk out of the room because on top of being an introvert, I'm an empath and I just feel everybody's energy and I just can't deal with it. So yeah, I am- I am probably maybe at my best self because we've been in a pandemic and I've been by myself for a lot of time. I'm like very rejuvenated and energized.
1: I think they sometimes call that an ambivert, but I totally relate with you about the big groups. When I went through the Goldman Sachs program, it was, you know, classroom with 35-ish people And everybody, you know, not talking all at once, but lots of ideas and instructors and, you know, pushing you to engage with people who have very different personality styles than you. By the end of the day, when folks were like, hey, let's go, you know, grab something to eat. I'm like, nope, just go into my room.
0: <laughs> yep. No, that's me. And I was a very shy kid, which people also don't believe. I would not talk. I'm talking if we were ordering food at like McDonald's as a kid or something. And my dad's like, go tell the lady what you want. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk to her. I wouldn't go. I'd be like, I tell him what I wanted. And he's like, you can order it yourself. And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> so I was shy. I wanted to be by myself. I was an introvert. It's yeah.
1: It's, That's fascinating. I love it. Okay. So you do have a book coming out. And if I'm not mistaken, the book name matches your podcast. It does. So it it sounds cool because it, it looks like the podcast
0: came first and then the book comes out because I've had the podcast for years now and, and traditional book deals take a longer than self-publishing for the book to actually come out and all that jazz. But I had my book deal in my book title and everything before I had my podcast. Oh, so wow. technically the podcast is, and my podcast used to be called the Nikki Nash show and I changed the name to match my book. So technically the
1: podcast is named after the book, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: sold here for the first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I love that. So Nikki, after the show, how can our, our, our listeners find you?
0: So the best way to connect with me is to go to a site that I have called freemarketingbootcamp.com. And what's cool about that site is that you can get a free masterclass where I walk through the just like dating method with a worksheet and you can go through that. But I also have um, links out to my client avatar worksheet, as well as how you can create an empathy map. I'll link out to an example for that as well. So just head to freemarketingbootcamp.com
1: freemarketingbootcamp.com, you did say just like dating, right?
0: Yes, just like (laughs) dating. Just like dating.
1: (laughs) I love it. Nikki, thank you so much. It has been a lot of fun chatting with you today.
0: Likewise, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.